0: Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door Podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, Accredited Investment Fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. Rob
1: Curtis wants the best for his clients, and that means a good relationship, a good fit. I'm Patrice Sikora. Now, Rob, I know you are selectively taking on new clients right now and you look for that fit, but how do you determine if you and the potential client actually mesh?
2: Yeah, but Patrice, thanks. That's a really great question. Uh, Let me walk you through that process a little bit. And it, it is a real process. I've been doing this 24 years, so it's taken time to develop a process, but it is so, so key. So if one of our clients or someone wants to introduce us to someone they care about, you you know, we want to make that easy for them. We like them to understand how that works and and what someone they may be introducing will experience. So we do have a process we follow when we meet for someone for the first time. Uh, For starters, they could just reach out, you know, simply call my office. We could chat for a few minutes, get, you know, see what's going on. Um, But then typically I will send them an introductory kit and this will provide important information about who we are and how that person might benefit from what we do. Uh, the second step is for them to call them after they've received the introduction kit and had an opportunity to review it and schedule our first appointment. Mm-hmm. That, that could be obviously in person, on Zoom, on phone, h- however that works. The first appointment will have will be approximately 45 minutes long. And it's an opportunity for us to determine if there's a fit.
1: Okay. So 45 minutes is a pretty, it's a substantial amount of time. Yeah,
2: absolutely. We, we commit some time. We really want to know and understand that person and what they're looking for and give them some sense of what we do. So I'll go into further details of why, but we have a formalized agenda. I'm going to talk about that. We have a process. It's a very vetted process. We go through it each time and we just feel it's, it's really important. And it's, uh, you know, when you're working together and I mean, I'm right now we're going through a a lot in the markets, but the fact that we've determined this fit, it's so important. So when you find the right fit, it's, it's really key, but yeah, 45 minutes, a good long time. And and I want to stress that no decisions will be made at the, at this first meeting. Uh, we believe it's uh, the best decisions are made in an unhurried manner, so we feel it's important for both of us to have a couple of days after the meeting to reflect on what we've heard and learned. Uh, people can use this time to assess our practice and approach to ensure we can deliver what they're looking for, and I'll use that time to assess their needs and expectations to ensure they're a good fit for our philosophy and approach. And then on that, there's a follow-up call, you know, we'll either mutually agree that there's a fit or we'll proceed to the next, and we'll proceed to the next step,
1: Hmm.
2: or one of us will determine maybe we're not the right fit for each other and we'll respectively not proceed any further. So I'll just sort of ask him if that sounds reasonable, and usually it does.
1: Okay. Well, in that first meeting, what exactly happens? What, What do you talk about?
2: So, yeah, as discussed you know, prior, in our prior meeting, during the appointment, we'll have the chance to get to know more about each other. I'm going to share with them information about a practice and approach so they can determine you know, if it is, in fact, what mm-hmm. they're looking for. And I'll be asking them to share information about their financial goals and expectations from an advisor so I can determine if it's a, a good fit for my philosophy and approach. Uh, and just little logistics I've learned over the years. I, I let them know, you know, we'll validate parking in our building. (laughs) I let them know exactly how to get there, which driveway to turn into. So they don't go in the, the wrong one and not have that covered. I explain, um, you know, where we are in the building up the elevators. I, and then I had a funny, I was reminded the other day, I met with a client I've been working with for almost 15 years, but she does not take elevators So, um, interestingly, so we met down in the courtyard, they sort of during COVID and the lockdown, they upgraded the building substantially, putting in a beautiful gym and a really nice courtyard outside. So um, she doesn't take elevators the last time we had met. So we sat out there and it was peaceful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, point being, you know, we, we just make it really easy for them to find us. So we're not, you know, they're not, um, going to the wrong building or something like that
1: yeah I, i gotta jump in here that is so helpful because it's so stressful going to a new building going yeah where do i go in where do i park you know how much is it and 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 is there going to be space that's a wonderful thing
2: yeah yeah and we're in los you know we're in pasadena but in los angeles so you know it's even a little bit more so so we just walk them right through the logistics turn down the driveway go to this side park in this area of the building perfect yeah we just want that to be clear for them yep um, and then during the meeting um, we will share a formalized agenda we have a formalized agenda we use this each and every time um, we share that ahead of time we really stress transparency in our practice we want this to be an open kitchen as we call it like an open kitchen mm-hmm. concept you know where you can see in the kitchen there's there's no surprises is he microwaving some. No, you can see, you know, it's fresh and he's cutting it up, but we're very open in that on that agenda. Let me walk you through a few of the, uh, the bullet points we would cover just so they know what to expect. And we, we'd have a meeting overview, obviously, is our first bullet point. We would talk about our practice and approach just so they could understand what we do, how we're differentiated in the market. Who, who we might be suited for, the kinds of things we do. We talk about the planning process and I cover something called critical financial events. These have become even more pronounced and more apparent to me, I think, during going through the COVID pandemic and post-pandemic. Let me spend a minute with that. What I mean by that is, is obviously people are interviewing us and a lot of people, you know, for the investment management and our tactical allocation and This sector and rotation, do Mm -hmm. we go to cash? All that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of skill and expertise and process. But as you know, what we really find is where a lot most of our value comes in is during these critical financial events. Sure. So that could be. I mean, I've had a number of clients have had some very severe medical diagnoses. I mean, I'm dealing with four people with severe cancers right now, and their family. I mean, all of a sudden, that takes on. That's a critical financial event. Other things don't have to be that that extreme. It could be someone hits 60 years of age, and that's, that's an inflection point. They start thinking, or someone's getting close to retirement, or they've retired. Or, you know, I had someone, there, um, their oldest child just got into a, a great college, UCLA. I, I had one last year. A student went to Cambridge. You know, they're in their wow. freshman year. Yeah, in, in England. So that's a monumental th- event we've saved for college you know other people uh, you know they're taking care of aging parents or their parents pass or they they sell a piece of real estate or or things change even they move they move out of state they're thinking about it just all these critical financial events we've added a lot instead've added to that they've just taken t- taken on additional significance and a lot of the fit clients really value and I've literally had folks just absolutely bare their soul to me mm-hmm. um, so we have a very very tight fit and we're not for everyone we're trying to do the right things for the right people but um, what is interesting upon further reflection is I mean all the all the technical expertise and the acumen and the credentials and all that stuff's there but sometimes people really just want that sort of bedside manner and that, that we can relate and when they need some help, they're not really caring about 2% out of technology and energy. They, you know, there's that's other right. things that that's are right. deeper. So so that's <laughs> I spent a little time on that bullet point, but that that's really huge and that's been mm-hmm. amplified of late. You know, we t- another bullet point is understanding their expectations. You know, what what are they, you know, what are their expectations? What's been their experience up to this point? Another bullet point, your financial and lifestyle goals, what's important to you. I talk about what I call form, F-O-R-M. The F is family. I mean, family is just huge. I mean, that's so, key. I mentioned uh, someone going to college, taking care of parents. I've had been blessed to have a number of second and third generation clients. And that that's really, really key. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But family, we emphasize that what i call the o and form is occupation you know what do they do for work what's what's that like you know explain that where they're at in their career r is sort of their recreational interests what are their passions Mm -hmm. you know are they into golfing or tennis or gardening or wine tasting surfing surfing oh my well then we spend the whole meeting talking about no i i keep them on track you know but um you know, we might find we have some interests in common. Um, I had someone I just started working with after a lengthy fit process and then I mentioned there was something we could talk about. He said, Well, I'm um he explained he was going into a, a three or four day fast. And I, I had been reading a lot and contemplating it and trying to do a little bit, not very successfully, but I really respected that. And I just thought, My goodness, there's a reason these two of us are together. And I congratulate him. I said, that's a step I haven't been able to take. And anyway, I'm going down, down a side rabbit hole, but it was amazing because all these things I'd heard, he told me he hates it. It's uncomfortable as anything, but everything, all, uh, his skin clears up. All these things are better. His aches wow. and pains go away. His arthritis. So all these things I've heard, but at any anyway, rate, this is a side thing, but you know, but this recreation, is important.
1: This is important. You're, you're, it, you're, yeah. You're you're connecting with a potential client.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I really I really got it, you know, and I've heard a lot. So it was interesting for him to share that. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm like, man, if I was going through a four day fast, I might not want to have a, a heavy conversation at this moment. So we're gonna talk early next week. But we get into all that the recreational bucket list. I mean, I, I got a there's it's so enjoyable. Clients delegate a lot to me, but they there's just this high level of trust. Uh, checked in with the client, existing client, um, about a week or so ago. You know, just to see what the markets. Does he want to talk? Says he mm-hmm. would. He'd like to schedule some time in July. This this week, as we record this, he's getting ready to go to Greece with his family. And I remember about five years ago he had gone and brought his entire family to Greece and they are, they're from the U S and whatnot. But, um, I think it's either their parents or maybe his grand his grandparents were from Greece. So they had the time of their lives and the really conservative reserved, you know, wife or woman, she was dancing on the tables. And then I got the holiday card with these pictures so here they are doing these things. So I know what that means to them. And that was just yeah. great. And we can still connect. So any rate, recreation and then M and form is the money, the money that makes it all happen. But but that's really, you know, that's the what the others are the why. And we connect. Uh, and that's just super, super important to us. So the final bullet point in this agenda is where do we go from here? I mean, I want to let them know, you know, what a next step is, you know, where we're at. We'll always do that in every meeting. So that's a little bit about the process
1: there. Yep. Rob, so what else happens and what else do you cover in this meeting? Yeah,
2: well, well, quite a bit. You know, I I ask, you know, do they current, who are they currently working with? Do they work within a registered investment advisory firm similar to ourselves? I mean, that's really the kind of the highest level of fiduciary and stewardship type Mm -hmm. connection. And, and I, I want to know if they're there or if, what else are they working with, a broker, with a financial advisor, with a bank, an investment advisor, an estate planner, you know, what, what's been their relationship up to this point, or even maybe they've been doing it themselves. I, you know, I've asked them if they are working with someone, how long they've worked with, you know, with that entity or those individuals. Are they satisfied with the service? I mean, why or why not? What are their primary reasons for seeking a financial advisor, especially if they already have one? You know, what, what's, what's going on there? You know, how is that? Has that been satisfying? Is that working for you? Sometimes f- people feel they're due for an upgrade, you know, but uh, I just want to see where they're at in the process. I, again, I want to know about their expectations from the financial planning process what stage they're at in their career, you know, in a general sense. Uh, do they have retirement plans, say at work, a 401k, 403b, that kind of thing, a defined benefit plan? Do, you know, do they have an estate plan? Mm-hmm. And and if yes, are they satisfied with that? You know, when was it updated? Who do they work with? Uh, all that kind of stuff. I, I obviously get a sense of their financial situation their mutual funds stocks retirement accounts again 401ks 403bs iras you know qualified tuition savings plans like 529 plans cash bonds cds other investments real estate their approximate income and then i asked them to share any other details of their financial situation and that's always interesting different stuff comes up you know i have um you know, someone they they actually own a farm in Kansas that they've had for years and provides some some income to them. But you know, do, what are the other key details going on? Yep.
1: So so you've had this meeting, it's it's at least yeah. 45 minutes. And yeah. then you said you don't make any decisions then. So what happens next?
2: Sir so, sure. Well, typically forty-eight hours later, I, I call the person and I check back and I um you know, I let them know that I really enjoy meeting them. And then, as I mentioned at the end of our last meeting, I'm just calling to discuss if they think there's a fit there and what their thoughts on that. And, I mean, if their decision is yes, and, and you know, we've thought it through, I, I, I let them know I've carefully considered our meeting and discussed it with my staff. And our decision is that we have the capacity to serve your situation nicely. And I'm, I'm confident that we'll work very well together. And I get their thoughts on the matter. Right. And, you know, the, the key point here, and this is just so critical as you go through really lifelong, you know, engagements and relationships is, is there needs to be a mutual thumbs up. And if there's a mutual thumbs up, that that's good. You know, I let them know at that point to get the planning process started, we, you know, we need to schedule our next meeting. There's a number of meetings that go on, but you, you don't have to meet all the time if, if you don't want a million meetings. A lot of people submit documents to us. We get them a full checklist of what they're going to need. A lot of people scan it over Um, between me and my team and my assistant. I I just had one this morning. They sent me some stuff from an old, old employer based plan. Uh, My assistants open an account. We're going to get that transferred. They they sent me something from a, you know, an old bank account thing Mm -hmm. that they had a brokerage that came over in about four days. So, we're very efficient with the technology, with DocuSign, with transferring, but, but we can get that all set up. And then after we, you know, we would schedule a follow-up meeting where, where we'd meet and go deeper from there. It, you know, if their decision is no, by the way, I thought I'd cover that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I let them know I, I totally respect their decision. And I just want to say, it, you know, it's a delight to meet you and I enjoyed our meeting. Um, you know where we stand. Should, should you ever wish to look at us again? I mean, please call our office and we can revisit the process at that time.
1: Okay. And what if they've said, I got to think about it some more.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally understand. We get that a lot. You know, I haven't made up my mind or a lot of times they just have life things coming up. I'm working on a kitchen remodel or, or whatnot, but they, or sometimes they want to interview other advisors, whatever that, whatever that means exactly. Um, We let them know we completely understand our process is is for fit is an interview as well of them. And we just want to say it was a delight to meet them. We enjoyed the meeting. You know, where we stand should you wish to have us, you know, revisit this, just give us a call and we'll, we'll go from there. So um,
1: now, yeah, but now Rob, what if you decide "Eh, eh, eh, it doesn't seem to be a fit? How do you tell them? No, yeah, that's a good question.
2: Um, you know, I let them know that I've carefully considered our meeting and, and for their situation, I don't think I'm the best financial advisor to them. Um, I'll give them one or two decisions. If I think I can introduce them to someone else that is, I'll, I'll certainly do that. I'll let them know the financial planning process. I think they could still benefit from it. This person might serve you. We, we were introduced to someone who wanted us to actually draft and do estate plans, and I, I just directed them elsewhere. But if, but if it's not a fit, they usually get it, and we need to be respectful of our existing clients. And you know we have some capacity, but we're really not chasing down folks or bringing on too many. We're still trying to keep, keep the practice small and intimate where we can really do all things for all people that are, that are the right fit.
1: All right. And, and, um, well, tell us more about how you, you work and add value for clients.
2: Yeah. There's, there's just so much going on there. Um, I would say the probably the primary thing is, um, certainly the bedside manner, but the, the, the process that we have. We, we kind of unveiled it in our last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we had virtual fireworks and all kinds of stuff, but we call it <laughs> our process objective unemotional rules based it's it's really key you know at a time like now but we add a lot of value even a fit process there's all these processes we we have we cover all areas of you know financial planning there's you know we call it seven pillars one process nice. but we have multiple processes that we've developed over a long period of time i've been doing this 24 years I want folks to know under the surface. I'm not complacent here. We are always looking for ways to further enhance those. I mean, COVID brought a lot of adjustments on the way, where we're forever stronger, and we're constantly finding new things to update to to integrate. That's really key. And I want clients to know they have a process. And 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 for our clients who introduce us as well. I mean, a lot of times they say, "Oh." He's a great guy. You should call him. You can trust him. I have all my money with him, whatnot. I mean, that's wonderful and God bless them. But, you know, we'd, we'd prefer and some of them say, no, he really has a process. Their team has a process. Mm-hmm. They have a form process. They have a fit process. They, they you know, they uncover all the needs and put all the pieces together. They they explain some of that. And then some people that really resonates for another thing I will stress that's become so, so clear. I, I emphasize, you know, in, especially in times like now where there's just so much uncertainty and anxiety and change in the world between inflation, between geopolitics and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that we, what we focus on, there's things that matter to the clients and there's things we can control. And we draw a circle around each. I show this visually if we're in person, but things that matter draw a circle, things that matter that are we can control, we draw a circle. And if those two were put together where there's a bit of an overlap, kind of like a Venn diagram, where those two overlap, that's where me and you know, my team, that's where we live. But you know, if we can't control it, geopolitics or the latest tweet or is Elon, you know, gonna buy Twitter, you know, whatever. It, it, you know, certainly we, we don't focus on what we can't control. If, if, if it matters, but we can't control it, our ability is kind of limited. So we focus where we need to. That's part of the process. We're always trying to let people know next steps, be proactive. You know, those, it, it's, it's really been a blessing to have second and third generation clients. I have some of them coming on right now. We, they, that, transfer has been made they're starting you know some of them are in their mid 60s actually as a third generation but wow. they um, well well second generation I should say but they're having things happen in their lives with health, with properties, with changes you know we really as, as their life unfolds and their needs evolve, we bring in all these elements to their financial plan and a lot of times they don't understand everything that we can do or we're capable of until they come to us with an issue or things are different. And then we introduce and they're surprised to find we can totally take care of that. So we're there to help. It's a huge honor. And um, that's a little bit about, you know, some of the value, but they, they find it of an immense value. We have what's called a value added support team as well. I introduce them to other professionals, depending upon if a situation that where i think we can bring someone in we're reviewing someone's insurance portfolio right now and risk management and i have brought in an outside expert but um you know and it's been a process but mm-hmm. we can add a lot of value they're going through the process and trying to learn what's best for them and but in the process we're getting clarification around their goals and we're presenting them a number of ideas and they're thinking it through before they commit to anything so Again, it's just a process. It's educational. We want them to make informed decisions.
1: Now you're going through, as you said, second and third generation. So I'm assuming that you do estate planning with your clients.
2: Well, yeah, we, we've built estate planning into our process. So we, first of all, we do not draft documents or do trusts or anything like that. We're not attorneys, but I've personally reviewed hundreds of trusts. I know largely what what they're trying to do, for the most part, will engage the vast team as necessary, or work with their existing, you know, providers if, if, if for their benefit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's part of our seven pillars one process. But I do ask a number of questions that I don't think are always asked by a lot of folks. I mean, you know, um, does your family get along?
1: <laughs> That's important.
2: That's so uh, important. yeah. Yeah, is charitable giving important to you? You know, are there certain children that that may need more help than others? I mean, these are these are important things and you know, of course, I get a copy of their trust document if we're going to if we are going to work together or working together. I keep it on file, we review. I often reach out to their estate planning attorney and keep an ongoing relationship so ideally we can work hand in glove with them. You know, I can refer out as as needed. But our pro our process that includes working as a team with the clients, other professionals, helps ensure that we cover all the bases and then cover any blind spots. And in so we, you know, we liberate them to live mm-hmm. their lives.
1: Now, back closer to the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned DIY clients. Okay, DIY, I think of, you know, HGTV, <laughs> but tell me about <laughs> your DIY clients.
2: Oftentimes they... C- More often than not, they come, they've worked with a financial advisor, things are but there are people who are just doing them doing it themselves or they've never had one. They don't even know how that works or Mm -hmm. what to expect or where to start. So we go through that fit process and try and explain what we can do. Um, other folks are not sure if they need an advisor or what the value is, or, you know, some just feel compelled that this is beyond me now, or I don't know what I'm doing. I took on a client uh, recently in the last few weeks that I was introduced to and he, well, his DIY was he hadn't done anything for years. He'd accumulated a f- lot of money in a bank account and nothing was happening and he missed the whole bull market. He's, he's missing the pullback. I mean, he's missed the pullback now, thankfully, but we're developing a shopping list of things to go into when demand returns to the market. But he he, he just said, I know I need some help because I have done nothing, and that's not a good plan at all. Another one that that I thought would be interesting to talk about, just to add some value, and this may or may not be a fit, but it's, it's a gentleman who was introduced to us from out of state, actually by you know, by his custodian, by, by fidelity, believe it or not, that he works with. And they thought he needed some help. So he, we, we've chatted several times over about nine months. You talk about the, someone who still needs to think about it. He has been doing it himself. He's a retiree about two years into retirement. He, his income is from his portfolio, you know, his investment income, he shared what he was doing, You know, he's getting very mixed results, to be honest. He needs a lot of help. And he shared. And then he actually asked me for what my recommendations would be like maybe six, seven months ago. And we talked recently. And he said, by the way, I've been tracking all yours in a fully detailed out spreadsheet. And you've actually done pretty well. And, you know, I'm assuming some of this stuff is you might have made some changes along the way. So he's, he's a pretty enlightened guy, but he could use a lot of help. What I found interesting, though, the the hang up there on whether he comes over, and he may not be a good fit. Mm-hmm. He shared with me that as a retiree, he's now doing this forty to fifty hours a week oh on my. his portfolio. Really? Yeah, and he 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 may be very unique, but he says. He's concerned about giving that up because he doesn't know what he'll do with his time. This has become his hobby. Oh, oh, oh. And he can only walk the dog around the block so many times. And I explained, right. look, you don't have to give it up. You feel free to spend 40 or 50 hours a week. But if you want an engaged partner, a thought partner, we think we can improve your results if we work together. You can still be very involved. You don't have to give it up. So he's still thinking about that, but that's really become his hobby and he's worried what he'll do with his with his time because apparently he doesn't have other recreations. And I, I appreciate that, but what was right. interesting and I brought up for him, and I think it really caught his attention towards the end of the conversation. I explained that um, in a lot of cases, the value I've brought for clients over many, many years is... Uh, People need our help, but a, a lot of times I'll get a, you know, say it's a couple, a husband and wife, and more often than not, let's say it's the husband who deals with the investments. It doesn't have to be. We've had the other way around, but they say, look, I'm really, it's really about also when, you know, if I'm not here, if I pass away or get sick or get Alzheimer's or dementia, you know, my wife or my spouse, she's going to be completely lost. I mean, this is already kind of out mm-hmm. of my comfort zone, but other than working with you, or, or maybe it isn't, but they, they'll have no idea. And now I'm dealing with this, you know, with four people with cancer that are pretty deep, and I'm dealing with the spouses. And I remember the first time this ever, the light, uh, light bulb ever really went off in a huge way for this. I mean, maybe like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had this gentleman that I worked with a long time ago. He's a great guy. He's since passed away. And he needed a lot of help. He was a graphic designer. So he, you know, very successful guy, but he just, uh, this was not his world at all. And he said, you know, the reason I'm really doing this is for something happens to me, you know, it's for my wife. So she has someone who to turn to who knows what's going on. And then he passed away rather quickly. And the wife ended up passing away rather quickly. Oh, and I've now dealt with the adult. They have a one child, but he's like 57 years old. And I've dealt with him for over 20 years He's a lot like his dad. I mean, he's he's really smart in a blue collar sense. He can fix anything. I mean, any kind of engine, do anything. But mm-hmm. this is not his world at all. He doesn't get it. So what I've learned over the years, and I have some other, um, a number of other clients who've seen the wisdom. Maybe they're the you know I have a ninety one year old now who's who's introduced me to second generation and third generation, and they get that. To to pass on that legacy, it's not just the dollars, the the bank accounts, some advice, some wisdom, some history, some perspective. And so I pointed this out more succinctly than I'm doing here, but for that gentleman, and he, I could see him just looking like I have never thought of that. And you know, it's pretty important if if you're that dad spouse who's doing that. What about them? You know, when when because. Right. Now I'm dealing with it, um, they either lose that spouse or they're really sick or demented. And, you know, and man, there's caregiving, they're worn out, they don't know, you know, there's estimated taxes, required minimum distributions. We we just, and we're very hand-holding through that. So they value that continuity. But that was a long answer with regarding a DIY client. And there might've been many things he just didn't... Um, <laughs> So I don't know if he'll ever come around and I don't even know if, but we're trying to make ourselves available because I think he could use a lot of help.
1: Yep. Right. All right. That'll be interesting. We'll have to keep asking you about that one. Yeah.
2: But as we go yeah. here
1: to wrap up, Rob, tell us yeah. more about your, your hour process and any updates there?
2: Yeah. The hour process really just continues. I think it's, it's always key. I mean, markets have had a lot of changes. We've seen growth move out of favor You know, value into style, but you know we've seen energy and things like that move in, and technology move out. And uh, you know, our process—it's objective, it's unemotional, it's rules-based. There's nothing new there, but the process continues. And we've, you know, we've seen volatility in markets, but having that consistency of process Mm -hmm. and applying rules is so key because a lot of people tend to go um, intuitively or. Quote by the seat of their pants. Or I even had a pretty good sized client who said, you know, if the hair on your neck uh, stands up or something, he's re- I'm like, <laughs> it's not the hair. I mean, we have all kinds of, um, you know, measurements in place <laughs> that, that trigger things. And some of our portfolios moved to a fair amount of cash when they were set up that way because the rules dictated that. And then guess what? They'll move back out when the rules say to in a in a unemotional objective rules based process that won't be eh, i'm scared to do this or that doesn't feel right no the time is right so not a huge update but the value is huge there it's come more into focus we try and emphasize it that's why people hire us i mean they they like us there's a fit but they want to know there's a process in place and i i want to have that process in place so i've got reliable indicators to to help make recommendations and base decisions on.
1: All right. Rob, how can listeners reach you to reach out for this perhaps a 45-minute meeting?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the normal ways. Just give my office a call if you like. I mean, it's 626-795-2944. My my assistant, Stephanie, can, you know, get you in touch and schedule a meeting. You can reach me via email, which works great. R-Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S-S, at S-E-I-D-I a.com uh, i'm very active on linkedin on facebook you're you're welcome to connect you know listen to the podcast share it but but if if you're feeling any anxiety if you want a second opinion um we're starting to see that come up a lot at this time and a lot of people are questioning the value of some of the processes they just want to hear a different perspective we're, we're happy to talk See if there might be a fit, if we have capacity, if we get a mutual thumbs up. But that's probably just call or email, the best way to get in touch.
1: Yep. That's great. All right, Rob Curtis, and that's C-U-R-T-I-S-S, folks. Follow this podcast for the newest episodes, and please, as Rob was saying, share with others, especially those you care about. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later.
0: Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC.